Welcome to another podcast from the BCC team. Our aim is to bring you a message that will help you live a better, more God-centered life. For more information, go to bccweb.com. I'm going to speak about prayer, but it's not a type of how to pray message. It's more like what is the healthy way to pray, uh, what would involve a healthy prayer life. So I'll first read the text and then uh, we move on. It's in James 4, the first uh, 10 verses. <clears throat> and it says, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity of God? Therefore, who wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose that it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the, hand, before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Now, Let's see the first uh, image. And I want to ask you, how many of you would like to eat this for lunch today? <laughs> I believe not too many, you know. Uh, if you eat this, do you expect it to nourish your body? It, and it's not only that it will not nourish your body, it will actually commit you to a long afternoon in a private space at home. <laughs> <laughs> you can forget lunch, you can forget even earthquake. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? what but this, the other one would be a really good uh, burger, right? I wrote on Google, healthy burger, because I wanted to put a healthy one. My point is this. Sometimes we pray wrongly and expect good results. We <laughs> eat that and expect to be healthy. A wrong type of prayer will not produce the right type of answers and results. And what I want to speak uh, about this morning is this. There are four I'll call it ingredients, because we speak of burgers this morning. Four ingredients that are not good for a healthy prayer life. And then I'll show you five ingredients for a healthy prayer life. Okay? So let's move uh, on the first one. It says like this. Uh, let's look first of all at this word, passions. When it says you ask to spend it on your own passions. It's the Greek hedone, which is in English hedonism, which is devotion to pleasure as a way of life. Indulgence in sensual pleasures, the pursuit of pleasure as a matter of principle. So James says, you ask to spend it on your own self-indulgence and pleasures and uh, your own sensual pleasures, okay? So my first point is this. An unhealthy prayer life is because you do not ask. Let's see the first one. So, not asking, because he says, you do not have because you do not ask. That's quite simple. Second one is, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly. Third one is this. 
lacking intimacy with God because he says you are adulterous people, right? And the fourth one is pride because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So let's look at the first one. We do not have because we do not ask. It says there, you desire, you do not have, so you murder. You covet and you don't obtain, so you fight and quarrel. Now I know that none of you would think of killing anyone for not receiving stuff, hopefully. <laughs> I know I don't, right? But what we tend to do is to take matters in our own hands. Like, we need something, and we all have needs. And the first thing we do is this. What can I do? <laughs> you know, this alertness, and how can I fight and struggle to get that thing? There is this word that we all know, say, I'll do my best, God does the rest. But I want to say this is not right. We go to God no matter what. Because if we go to God only when we can't do it anymore, God is plan B. God is just the second option. We need to go to God every time for anything and still do our best. Even if it's easy or hard, we will still do our best. And indeed, God will do His best, not just the rest. Okay? Second one is this. You ask wrongly. It says you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own self-indulgence, on your own sensual pleasures. Right? Now, what does it mean to ask wrongly? First of all, it says that you want to waste, the Greek word for spend is waste or dissipate, on your own self-indulgence. Now, what would be the opposite? Not to be stingy. That's not the opposite of wasting. The opposite is, means to be generous for God. Because instead of wasting on my own self, I will be generous for God's glory. That is the opposite. Right? So it's still giveaway. Like Luke asked. Someone said this. And I'll tell you about the third point. <laughs> so this is lacking intimacy with God. Right? It says adulterous people. It says uh, friendship with the world is enmity with God. So two opposing things. Then, whoever wants to, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So the third ingredient for an unhealthy prayer life is that we lack intimacy with God. I like what Luke said. He said this, uh, and we didn't speak before. <laughs> he said that, and I'll, I'll tell you this quote. If you love people, you will use money. If you love money, you will use people. I think that's the sort of quote that should be in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. But I really liked it. <laughs> I'm not a heretic, okay? Uh, so it, say, it says like this. If you love people, you will use money. And what I want to say is this. If you love God, you will lose everything and anything you have to show that love towards Him. But what we tend to do many times is to use God to obtain that which we desire in our own selfishness. And this is what it means to be an, adul an adulteress. I'm using God for my own pleasure. And we often do this. I, I, I find myself, like I look at God and He's my sponsor. Like I say, God, I need this. I need that. I need that. So I use God to obtain this. Instead of using whatever I have to show God I love Him. The more things you have, the more opportunities you have to show God you love Him. And that is amazing. What if God asks you, use whatever you have to show how much you love me. Like Luke was speaking. Are we loving people? Loving church? Whatever you have are opportunities. is an opportunity to show God, this is how much I love you. So I will, now, I will no longer waste it for my own pleasures. I will waste it or be generous to show God how much I love him. To show God 
that he is the one that is glorified in my life through anything and everything I have. Now, let me show you what intimacy is not. The next one. It's not the quiet time idea. Uh, which, when I was in the Bible college, we had one hour of quiet time each morning. And that's really good. You can be intimate with God there. I'm not saying you, you, you aren't. But that's not it. Now, imagine when Luke and Emilia will get married in July 12th. <laughs> oh, I will get it wrong. 18th, sorry. <laughs> don't, don't come on the 12th. <laughs> so, they get married, okay? And do you? Yes, yes, I do, I do. <laughs> and then, and they, they don't see each other for five years. So, no wedding night, no anything at all. They never see the, each other for five years. And then I go to Luke and say, are you intimate with Emilia? He said, Yes. I said, how? I said, well, I haven't seen her in the last five years. Now, look, think of us, right? We make that prayer. God, I receive you in my heart. Uh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Right? We do that. And then we never spend time with God at all. And yet we claim that we are intimate with God. We claim that we have a, a relationship with God. We need to be close to God. Adulterous people speaks of that kind of woman that goes from one bed to another. That's, that's the image. Never loyal, never committed, never accountable. And we sometimes tend to do this as well with God. We have the image of a supermarket type of relationship with God. We want it free, we want it now, and we want it that it will not cost us anything, no sacrifice at all. This is how we want, because this is you know, the consumerism generation in which we live. We, we are all like this, and I've seen it in my, in my heart. But sometimes things don't go like this with God. What if he says, wait, what do we do? Okay, let's, I'll go to another one who gives, gives it to me now. So it's important to have intimacy with God, which goes beyond quiet time, beyond being here for one hour and a half, beyond doing charity, and beyond going to conferences or to missions. It's, it says pray continuously. So be in connection with God continually. Do it all the time. Because with your wife, you will not see her just Sunday, one hour and a half. Or your husband, your spouse, right? That would be like, we're not married. Okay, fourth, no, uh, then it says this. He yearns jealously over what? Over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. So what gives him worth and value is the spirit that God has made to dwell in me. Not me in myself. Without God, we are sinners deserving of death and eternal punishment. Without God. But because God has made his spirit to dwell in us, I have value. I have worth. God loves me. God loves me so much that if you look again in the Greek when it says he yearns jealously, it's that active, violent almost. God is coveting, it's almost this image, over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. This is how much God loves us, which means that he will break anything and everything just to have me. But we need to be faithful to him. We need to always, always be faithful to him. If we, if we solve this issue, we will have a healthy prayer life. Okay? And fourthly, pride. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Right? Again, two things opposing to one another. We are, I am, very proud. Okay? And I believe we all are anyway. Uh, the, <laughs> in a way or another. Because the, the first uh, proud being was uh, Lucifer. Right? He tried to go to God's level to receive God's glory and to be worshipped. He said, I'm the most handsome, in a way. He said this. And he tried to be on the same level as God. Of course, we know what happened to him. He was cast down. And even, even better, we know what will happen to him. He will uh, 
suffering internal punishment because hell was created for him. Okay, why? He was proud. So don't take pride lightly. Pride is not only boasting. It's always that side of, oh, poor me, you know, the victim type. Because that, that is pride again. Because you try to get something from, from people using your own uh, situation. I, I found this sort of pride. In, I, I don't necessarily tend to boast, but I tend to use my weakness to boast in a way, if you understand sort of, sort of double psychology. And I used to do this a lot. Okay, now let's look at uh, uh, five uh, healthy ingredients. I call it prayer burger and you'll see at the end, okay? So first one is this. Submit to God. Okay, verse 7. Submit uh, yourself unto the Lord. To submit to God, you need to know what to submit to. Okay, to God. But what? How do we know God's will? Because this is actually what it means to submit to God. To submit to His will. How do you know His will? It's true He can send... Of legions of angels to speak to you. He can, he can do that. He can speak to you through a donkey. He can do that. But most of the times, in my experience, he doesn't speak through animals to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he does speak through this. His word. It is so important to know God's word. It's so important to read it. It is so important to stay daily within it. Take, take books from the Bible and study them. And when I mean study, I don't mean in an academical way. Take it verse by verse. God, what do you say to me? What do you mean by that? Because once we understand God's will, we will know how to submit to Him. Imagine if bad things happen, and it, it was like this to me. For example, you know, I grew up in, you might know, I grew up in an orphanage, right? In the, in the early days of my being there, I said, why, why, why have my parents left me, right? That was, so I could say, oh, God is a God that doesn't love me. Would I be right? No. My experience would say this. But once I know that God loves me, I do not care what happens. My parents can leave me. They can even kill me. I don't care. God still loves me. And because I know God's word, therefore I know that God doesn't show his hate towards me that my parents have left me. God still loves me. And we tend to do this sometimes. Bad things happen around us and we go through difficult circumstances and say, why has God allowed this? Or God is evil. God is unjust. And all this stuff. But if we know what he says about everything, we will know how to react to the, to the situations. Therefore, we'll find it easy to submit to God. Yeah, very good. We will find it easy. So that's the first health ingredient, okay? Second one is this. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. Okay? Look, can you push towards me a bit, please? I'll show you what this means to resist. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> This is what it means. Why didn't I punch Luke? First of all, he's a good fighter, so I will not try. <laughs> but then, God, the Bible teaches us to resist, not to fight the devil. Yes. Now, that's a really interesting point. Because he speaks, uh, he, he uses these words on purpose, okay, when James speaks. Resist the devil and what? And he will flee from you. Not fight the devil, flex your biceps, show your abs. abs. And then he will flee from me and say, Oh, I have never seen such as I will go. I know you're going to the gym. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I don't really have what to show except one big. But, <laughs> but what we are called is to resist under the submission to God. All right? And what I want to say is this also. Do not, <laughs> do not function within the claiming business. Okay? Like, claim it in the name of Jesus. I looked in the Bible, you search. 
write the word claim, press enter, and you'll have six verses. None of them, none of them, with this powerful, spooky type of claiming from the spiritual bringing into the, the natural. Such thing doesn't exist. And yet, what we do is also this. I claim it in the name of Jesus. And for me, from what I know in the Bible, this is taking the Lord's name in vain, therefore sinning. So be careful with the claiming business. It is not biblical. We have never such a teaching in the Bible. No one has ever thought something like this. And I'm saying this with all my heart, really. I was in that business. I claimed once one million euros. I, I really did. Yes, yes. Because this is what I thought you do when you have a need. I really did, of course. It didn't happen. Because I didn't have faith, no. <laughs> look, look at Jesus when, when, uh, when uh, Satan came and tempted him, right? What did he do? He said, be gone in the name of Jesus. He didn't say this, right? Jesus used the word. Yeah. He said, it is written. Yeah. He resisted, he stood firm under temptation, under everything that came, came against him. And we are called to do this as well. We resist, and he will flee from us. The other thing that tells me when it says about resisting is this, that he will attack. Yeah. Right? You can't resist something that doesn't attack you. So if you have troubles, there's no surprise. Will they, will they go away at some point? But they will come back again. When Jesus was tempted, at the end of the temptation says, and Satan left until the appropriate time. Which means that he comes again. And I'm telling you, you'll have troubles. James says in first, chap- first chapter, do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, when you'll face all kinds of trials. God is there with you. You are submitted to him. So resisting that ever must be in submission to God and standing firm. Therefore, you need to know God's word. So that's the second ingredient. Third, draw near to God. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Right? Uh, when you come this evening to earthquake, don't just start singing, Spirit fall, and I will not sing again. <laughs> I sang in the first uh, service, and they said, I should never do it again. <laughs> uh, it's just common sense, I shouldn't do it. <laughs> so we come and say, Spirit fall. <laughs> we do this, and yet we, we never really invest in our relationship with God. We just come. Imagine if I go in Buckingham Palace and say, Queen Fall. <laughs> really? We should just, here I am, Vlad. I've been waiting for you. Let's have a tea. And, and, then, and, then, and then I say, but look, this is what I need. This is what I want. And yet I have never seen her, except no, on TV and on, in every, every London shop. Her face is there. And on the money, of course. <laughs> and this is with God. We need to invest in our relationship with God. We need to nurture it. We need to every day be with Him. Okay? It, that is really, really important. Draw near to God, and the promise is that He will draw near to you. Sorry. <laughs> draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Pastor Mark said the, the verse from Second Corinthians, right? His promises are yes and amen. Yeah. I mean, if there's anyone who keeps His promises, that is God. Yeah. Right? Many times I ask people, do you believe in God? And many will say yes. And then I ask, do you believe God? Do you believe God? Do you believe that what God says is true? Because that's actually the question. Even demons believe in God and they tremble. And yet we believe and do not tremble, which is just another point. 
So really, journey to God and the promises that he will journey to. And this is a, a continual process. Every day of my life, I will journey to God. And it is promised. It's not like maybe. He will journey to it. So when you come this evening at Earthquake, those of you who will come, try before that to spend some time with God. Really, nurture that relationship. And imagine if 100 of us come already close to God. Then when we will say spirit full before finishing the sentences, God's presence will be in this place full. We need to spend time with God. We need to be full of the Holy Spirit when we come here. And His presence will flow. Healings will happen. Deliverings will happen. Not because we will claim it, but because God is here. God is here. Some years ago I was in a prayer meeting. We were just 12 of us, just a house meeting. And we were speaking, and at some point I said to them, if I ever see a person with a, a demon in them, I would be afraid. That was true, I would have been afraid. Half an hour later, God's presence was so much in there, because we were really praying for God, not for deliverance. We were just praying to, we just wanted God. And he comes, and God used me to deliver a person of many spirits. And someone was healed instantaneously, I just put my hand, and she got healed, right? That happened then. And then, okay, now... The Apostle Vlad is here. I mean, just bring them here. Everyone will be healed. Everyone will be delivered. And I pray for a little ear infection. Nothing happened. Now, the difference is this. First time, I didn't want to do it. But God led me to do it. And it happened. Second time, because I had this, the, the previous experience in my mind, I said, okay, I claimed it, really. I did claim it. I claim that sickness will live in the name of Jesus. Because this is what I was taught to do, you know. And Vatan says that sometimes we ask the good things with bad intentions. Or without a, a right motivation in our heart. Because we do only ask good things. I mean, who will be unwise enough to ask bad things? We will never ask. Right? We only ask good things. But sometimes we don't have the right motivation for those things. Okay, fourth ingredient for a healthy life is repent. Now we have words like this. Uh, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Okay, cleanse your hands. Now, think of when you are working the ground, okay? You go in your garden, when it's nice outside, you have dirt and other stuff on your hand, depending on what job you're doing. So you are very dirty after. What do you do? You say, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm dirty. <laughs> but we do like this with repentance, right? So, oh Lord, I'm sorry. And never, ever do anything. Why he says cleanse your hands? That's action. It involves something. It means that I go with my dirty hands under the tap, turn on the water, and clean. This is repentance. Repentance, it means that if I was going this way, I will not just say, this is what, that's interesting. So say, I'm going like this, and say, oh God, I'm sorry for sinning. And we continue to move. When we say, God, I'm sorry to repent, it means to do this. I will no longer go there. So repentance is twofold. One, you turn your back towards the sin or whatever you repent of and your face towards God. It's not just saying I'm sorry. It means I change the direction like 180 degrees and I move towards God. Repentance is twofold. It's not just saying. If you speak it, it's just the first step. But then you need to, you need to make it a lifestyle of repenting daily because we all have things to repent of. I know I do. And I sometimes come at the end of myself because I am, far from, I am far from God and say, God, I can't do it anymore. Please forgive me. And then I turn my back to whatever I was doing and I move towards God. We will fall, but we are a new being because we have the Spirit living within us. 
So God will forgive us. Don't worry about this. His grace is big. I mean, He died for us. He died to take away all our sins. He, did, he didn't miss one sin. Right? So that's important. Repent. Then it says, purify your hearts or you double-minded. Romans 7, Paul says, the good I want to do, I don't do. And the bad that I don't want to do is exactly what I'm doing. And we have this fight within us all the time. Someone said like this, imagine you have two, let's say, dogs. Okay? The one you feed more will be bigger and stronger. The one that you don't feed will be weak and eventually die. Right? This is what we should do. To invest within our spirit. We should invest in our relationship with God. Not invest in the flesh, because then we become proud. Okay? We need to repent for having this double, double mind. And I, I do have it. And I, we need to daily work on it. Okay? And then the last thing he says, turn your laughter to mourning, your joy to gloom. Sometimes we go to difficult situations and it is normal. Again, do not be surprised. So you don't have to put a strong face, as I often tend to do, especially in public. I say, okay, nothing can touch me. Why? Because I claim it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> no, when you are there, don't stay on the pedestal and pretend that nothing happens. It is okay to cry. I, I go sometimes when I'm alone with God, and I say, God, I can't do whatever this anymore. I can't, I'm, I'm hurt, I don't like the situation, and I cry before God. Because it is okay to do it. God wants us to come to Him and cry in front of Him. That's okay. We shouldn't always be joyful or happy. We are joyful even in the bad situation. But we shouldn't always put a fake smile. Like, hey, cheers, hey. As we tend to do, how do you? So, where are cheers, mate? And stuff like this. <laughs> yes, that, that's it. Really, it is okay to cry. That's my point. Because we all go to difficult. Jesus cried with tears of blood. He didn't pretend. Yeah. Say, God, they say, my father, it is hard. Mm-hmm. But he still did it, and God was still with him. So it is okay to cry in front of God. Last one is humble <coughs> yourselves before the Lord. It is a burger, because you see the first one to submit, and the fifth one, humble yourself before the Lord, are basically the same thing. Therefore, it is a burger, okay? <laughs> I call it pray burger, because I said it will be easy for you to think about during the prayer and fasting week. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, this is, if you want a healthy prayer life, you need to have healthy type of prayer or things within your heart. We need to do this. Then we will have answered prayers because we will know what to ask. We will know how to ask. We will know when to ask. And we will know why to ask. That's why this, this, these five points, uh, I just learned them as I was preparing this message. Just an exposition of James 4, 1 to 10. Verse by verse, you see what it says. And if we incorporate this within ourselves, if we spiritually eat healthy, our prayers will 100% be answered. Sooner or later, but they will be. Because we'll have that relationship with God. We'll be close to God. We'll know when to ask and how to ask. So again, the four ingredients that are not healthy is this. One, that you do not ask. So when something, there's something you need, go and ask. Okay? Go and ask. Then we ask wrongly to spend it on our own self-indulgence. Don't expect to receive anything if that's the reason you want it. Then we lack intimacy with God. So be faithful to God. Stay under His protection. Stay with Him. Be loyal. Do not cheat on God with things from this world. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Okay? 
And then fifth was this to uh, pride, okay? Deal with the pride in your life. In, in all of us, it's a different type. For, like with me, it's more. Maybe for you, it's less. But we need to deal with this. Otherwise, don't expect answered prayers. And again, the five ingredients for a healthy life are this. Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Repent. God will forgive you. God gives grace. God gives new beginnings. God gives second, third, fourth, fifth chances. Doesn't matter how many. And then humble yourself before the Lord. Stay under his authority. Not only under his protection. Because sometimes we want to stay under his protection. But we don't want to be accountable to him. We don't want to be responsible with what he tells us to do. We sometimes like to hear about identity, but not about responsibility. Yes. Okay? And hum- humbling, it means I understand that I am a uh, child of God. But I also understand that there is a responsibility that is upon my life. Let's look at this last verse. This is Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them, or hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This is Old Testament. That, but to me, it really looks like James, what I just read. Humble, pray, turn away, so repent, and uh, he will hear, so he will answer the prayer, he will, he, he will bring healing. He will bless us. But you need to know how to do it. Uh, and then, uh, now, then I have a little gift for you. And it is, I have a website. It's vlacholan.com where I just uh, keep people in contact with whatever I'm doing. So if you go there to resources, you have the prayer burger. And it's, you download it for free. So it is really for free. I don't ask for contact details, anything. And there is no suggested donation on it. <laughs> type of, really. It, it is for free. I do not want anything. But because I believe in this, I totally believe in it, and I'll think more about it. It's like 24 pages, it's a PDF. No viruses, no anything, really. (laughs) (laughs) I will not hack your computer, I don't even know how to do it, so don't worry. I just preach the Bible, I'm not an IT person. But really, uh, I encourage you to take it and look at it, because there are more things that I couldn't really uh, put in all in this. And uh, take it, it is for free, again. Do not sell it, please. Do not sell, do not publish it or anything like this, okay? Because it is, it is good, I do believe it's good. And, uh, <laughs> because it's not, it's not mine really, it's just a, a simple exposition of 10 verses from James. So it's ju- just like this. This is how much it is there, all right? It is from God. Try to bring it within your personal life, in your family. And I can guarantee that prayers would be answered after, okay? God bless you. <laughs>